Welcome to the Quadcast, a Yale Divinity School podcast series dedicated to reflection on contemporary religious issues. In this episode, graduate student Emily Judd interviews Yale professor Angela Gurell about how the internet and social media are affecting religious practices and communities. Dr. Gurell shares practical tips about how to break free from smartphone addiction. Well, you can make it uh, your phone so that it's grayscale, which is like it looks black and white, which uh, research studies have, have proven that actually when your phone looks that way, you don't want to look at it as much. She also describes how Jesus used the technology of his time. There were times that he transformed technology, like the cross. He took the cross, which was a technology of violence, and he turned it into a technology of love. And Dr. Gorell answers the question, if Jesus lived today, would he tweet about the good news? If Jesus felt in the moment that that medium, in particular Twitter, like you just said, um, was the right sort of medium for the message that he was giving, then he would use it. Welcome, Dr. Gorell, to the Quadcast. Thank you so much for having me. You have an upcoming book that's titled Always On, Practicing Faith in a New Media Landscape. What exactly is new media? Is that the same as social media? So new media is a large category that includes social media, but um, it also includes things like devices, uh, smartphones, iPads, uh, your laptop, and then uh, practices that are new, like blogging and streaming, and the mediums that you can do that through, like Netflix and, and Hulu and such. And the title of your book is Always On. How can people manage their addictive relationships with their smartphones, their social media, and should Christians start to include new media in fasting? Yeah, that's a great question. And I mean, the book's title comes from that same experience for me. (laughs) I think many people feel the need to be constantly connected to their devices, to technology. I mean, I think there are ways that our devices themselves can help us to take a break. So for example, they're they're building in apps for uh, smartphones where you can actually ask your smartphone to tell you how long you've been online. Um, And so that's just kind of a reminder like, hey, Angela, you've been online for an hour. And then that itself can, or you've been, you know, you've been surfing the web for an hour. You've been on Facebook for an hour. And even just that realization can be helpful to say, hey, maybe I need to take a break from this. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, another thing that you can do is um, on uh, an iPhone, for example, you can make it uh, your phone so that it's grayscale, which is like it looks black and white, Hmm. which uh, research studies have have demonstrated, have proven that actually when your phone looks that way, you don't want to look at it as much. And so when it's not colorful, it's not as interesting to us. And I want to read some headlines that strike at the heart of the topic of religion and digital space. CNN published an article asking, is the internet killing religion? <laughs> the Daily Beast published an article titled God versus the internet. And the MIT Technology Review published an article titled how the internet is taking away America's religion. And MIT cites a study that found that the dramatic decrease in religious affiliation in America is closely mirrored by the increase in internet use. So do you think that the internet causes more harm than good to religion? Um, The thesis of my book is that the new media landscape has both glorious possibilities, and profound brokenness. Throughout history, 
Christianity in particular and all religious traditions, um, just Christianity is mine, all religious traditions have had to negotiate the practice of faith within a media landscape of some sort. There's always been technolo new technologies that have formed over time and people have had to figure out what it means to practice faith in that particular um, time, in that context with those mediums that have been available to them. And then also I think it's important to remember that religion is a mediated phenomenon in itself. Uh, Peter Horsfield argues this in um, his book about Christianity, um, From Jesus to the Internet. He talks about Christianity being a mediated uh, phenomenon throughout history. And I think that's an important thing to remember is that, um, so our faith is negotiated through media as well. And so it's been an important part of the history of Christianity. I mean, Paul's letters were a form of media, a way that he uh, connected to people when he wasn't in person with them. And it was an extension of in-person ministry. Um, so so that, I want to say that first. And then the second thing that I'll say is about this kind of a word about profound brokenness and glorious possibilities. Um, when I say profound brokenness, um, I think a lot, a lot of what these, are, these articles are pointing toward is just that social media in particular contributes to what I call diminished humanness. It's really easy to diminish this, your sense of your own humanness when you're participating online and sometimes to say or do things online that you wouldn't do in person. It's easy to diminish the humanness of other people and to treat other people um, in ways that you wouldn't necessarily treat them in person because you can't touch them. You can't see their tears. You can't see their expressions, um, you know, necessarily, like unless you're in a video conference with them. But a lot of, so it's easy to, because the screen is flat, to flatten their sense of humanity and then to treat them differently than you would in person. Um, so certainly the internet has, like gives us kind of the ability to dehumanize other people and then to participate as a result in wounding actions like bullying, harassment, um, flame wars, you know, getting angry, having like angry dialogue with each other, um, all sorts of things. And, um, and that poses a real you know, problem for religion. Um, when we participate in those things, obviously it's hard to pr practice our faith. Um, and uh, I would say like as a Christian to follow Jesus and you know, his example. Um, but on the other hand, I would say that the internet has what I call glorious possibilities because I would disagree with one of the articles titles about God, what was it, God? God versus the internet? <laughs> right. <laughs> I argue in my book that God is online. Hmm. Uh, God is in social media spaces, like God is in every space in our lives, that the Holy Spirit guides us in our, uh, you know, our online interactions, just as the Holy Spirit can guide us in our in-person interactions. And now, how do you imagine Jesus using new media? If digital media had been around in the first century, would Jesus be tweeting about the good news? Sure. I think so. Uh, I think that Jesus, when I look um, at his life, I think that he, he used technology in all sorts of different ways. When I say sure about tweeting, I mean that if Jesus felt in the moment that that medium, in particular Twitter, like you just said, um, was the right sort of medium for the message that he was giving, then he would use it. Um, there were times when Jesus rejected technology. Um, there were times when Jesus, um, you know, like for example, the way the currency exchange was happening at the, you know, at the temple, he rejected that sort of system that had been set up 
Um, but then there were times that he used technology exactly like it was meant to be used. You know, the scroll in Luke 4, he unrolls. I mean, he uses a scroll. It's a technology of the time, a medium. He uses it precisely the way it was meant to be used. There are times when he uses a technology um, differently than it was meant to be used, but for his ministry. So a boat, he goes and stands in a boat and preaches from it so that everyone can hear him better, right? So a boat's not meant to be preached from. It wasn't created for that purpose for a large crowd, mm-hmm. but he used it for his ministry for good um, because the it didn't... The boat became the pulpit. Right. But it didn't take away from his aims. Um, and, you know, and so, and then there were times that he transformed technology, like the cross. He took the cross, which was a technology of violence, and he turned it into a technology of love. In, in this day and in this time, I think Jesus would do similar things. I think there would be, would be technology he would reject, technology he would um, use exactly, precisely the way it's meant to be used technologies that he would use for his ministry that weren't necessarily meant to be used in that way, but don't really, don't take away from its aims, and then technology that he would transform. Going to more church leadership, how important is it for church leaders to embrace the digital world and reach out and try to expand their flocks through social media? Is there a right strategy that contemporary Christian leaders should abide by? Um, I'm really hesitant to use the word strategy, mostly because it's a term that's, it's a business term. Mm. And I I know that some people would say, you know, churches are businesses and would argue that and everything. I, I tend to not, to try not to use business language to describe church because it's a place of ministry and worship. Um, whether that's online or in person or a hybrid reality, I think, and that's something I would say is that I think most Christian communities Um, if not all, in a new media landscape, really, I I guess, yeah, I would argue all really need to be considering what it means to be a hybrid Christian community, a community that ministers and practices faith both in person and online. It's not so much about strategy. I would be more inclined to say as a church community, as a Christian community, it's about discernment. It's about inviting God into our decision-making processes about new media. Thank you so much for joining us today, for sharing your insight, because I think a lot of Christian leaders and communities aren't really thinking about the impact of new media or their strategy or lack of strategy for using social media and different types of technologies in their ministries. So thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me.